Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris. And today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, home resales. And, and the reason I want to bring this up is because, you know, for the last, I would say probably last eight episodes, there's kind of been this underlying theme of, you know, market deterioration is not a real thing. Home prices not collapsing is a real thing. Matter of fact, home appreciation is a real thing. And we've given multiple reasons as to why we think that could be the case. And we talked about the 90s babies and what they're doing in a generational, you know, wave of demand that's coming. But today I want to take a moment to kind of break down some of the data because I think the data doesn't lie here. And this is where the real win is for people that have already bought a home or people that are currently buying a home right now because, you know, a year, two, three years down the road, you're probably going to miss out on some of the appreciation that's available in your market. But here's the reasons why. So let's take a look. We had recent home sale data come out last week. And inside of that, we're seeing a record low on the year thus far of home resales, meaning there's not a lot of sales taking place, which is further adding to the demand or the home price, you know, demand that you're seeing right now. Because as less sales take place, it's usually driven by two things. Number one, either mortgage interest rates or low inventory. And some could argue it's a combination of both. But the idea is that as less homes become available, you're starting to see home prices that are available kind of reap the benefit of that. And so think about this. If there's a less desirable home on the market, it may sell for more than it should because there aren't other options that are out there. And for those sellers that are taking advantage of this market. So if I'm a listing agent, this is something that I'm going to hone in on in my listing presentation right now, because there's not as much competition from a seller side than we've had traditionally speaking, you know, months of inventory while have edged up nationally in some markets are coming down and the, the trajectory shows it's going to continue to come down. So if I'm a seller right now would be the time for me to think, okay, if I'm going to list my home, maybe I should think about listing it when it's not a flooded market. For example, what's going to happen if rates drop back down? And we're going to get into that in a minute with the lock-in effect. I've got some great graphics and some things I want to show if you're looking at our YouTube channel at What's Your One More with number one. Subscribe, check that channel out. We're going to put some really great graphs in there to kind of show exactly what we're talking about here today. But think about what happens when interest rates drop. If interest rates drop down, you're going to see a feeding frenzy of demand come to the market, and homes that are currently available to sell at that time are going to be under multiple offer situations, which is going to increase the price of that particular home. Well, think about this. Right now, you can get in on those homes before that appreciation, that multiple offer situation takes place. Rates are going to come down. You know, there's a there's a there's a debate on what that timeline is going to look like, but they will come down. And as the Fed alters their policy over the course of the next six months, you're going to see mortgage interest rates come down based on that policy alteration, as well as the preemptive strike that's going to happen with rates prior to that. And you're going to see some sort of rate, you know, alleviation that we haven't seen in quite some time. They're going. It's going to be a big win for buyers and sellers in this market. So, but let's get back to this. So right now with inventory nationally at a low level that we've seen probably over the course of the last, I would say 18 months, we're also seeing more demand come onto the market. So the demand plus a little inventory is going to elevate the prices of these homes. So interesting stat here. I saw where Redfin released a statistic inside of this conversation, basically saying that only 1% of the homes in the United States have changed hands so far this year. So that's 14 out of every 1,000 homeowner has sold their home. And why is that the case? Like, why are we having such limited turnover of the homes that are there? Well, you've heard us describe this idea of a lock-in effect or mobility rate. And essentially what that is are people that have a low interest rate on their home right now. 
let's say it's a, it's, I think I read a stat 60% of all mortgages in the United States are below 4% right now. So you've got 60% of the U.S. households that are 4% or below on their current mortgage right now. And so that lock-in effect essentially is saying, hey, I have a house right now. I'm very good with the rate and I'm very good with the payment. Yeah, maybe our lifestyle has changed. Maybe we've added a new family member to the house. Maybe we've, you know, had a child. Maybe someone's moved in with us. Maybe I, you know, maybe I got married and, and, and increased my household size. Something has happened to where that house no longer fits quite the way it did before. And so there's this ideology of I want to get a bigger space. I want to get another home or I want to move to another area but I'm not going to trade this interest rate and this payment I have for that want or that desire. I'll make it work with what I have right now. Well, what's interesting about that for me is that what is it, what does the rate have to get to for that desire to now match that want? What does that have to be? And that's a large debate right now uh, in our industry because, you know, some people say, well, hey, if rates get down in the fives, this is absolutely going to happen. And I tend to agree with them because, you know, we're going to put a chart again on our YouTube channel. Check this out. But I'm using this from Zonda, the group over at Zonda. They did a great job with this on here. But if you take a look at the national median monthly payment on homes in the United States. So I'm using a very national, this is going to be different per area, but you'll get the point. So if we look at the national medium mortgage payment, this is without taxes and insurance or PMI, of course, at 4%, the difference between a 4% and the reason we're using 4% in this graph is because that's where 60% of the mortgages lie in the United States. At 4%, the difference between that payment and a payment at 7%, which is where we were a week ago, that's a $600 a month difference that definitely can alter the household budget. And that definitely is not worth that want versus that desire to want to move based on, hey, listen, I I need this, I need that, or I'd like to move. However, that 4% at 5% is a $190 difference, $190 difference. And so you can automatically see why a lot of arguments are being made that if these rates get in the five, we're going to have people get out of that lock-in effect. And it's almost like musical chairs at that point. You're going to be switching properties back and forth because it's not really new inventory coming on the market because once that person puts their home for sale and they buy another home, it's going to be a very quick situation where that home gets gobbled up and that the seller goes and buys another home. So The inventory wave will be limited, but there will be a tremendous amount of transactions that take place, which is good for the interim. And that's essentially the forecast for 2024. That is what a lot of chief economists are stating are going to happen in 2024. Well, as that happens, these home prices are going to continue to go up. But in the meantime, here in 2023, who's the big winner in this market due to low inventory? And there is a really, really good argument to be made that the builders the national builders, the local builders, the regional builders, they're seeing the benefits of this right now. And the reason for that is because as low inventory that's out there, builders have always had a desirable product, especially with the quick move-in readies. They've always had you know, the person that goes, oh, turnkey, brand new. But the reality is now they're able to build these homes at a very affordable metric that competes to the point to where it's almost cheaper to buy a new build than it is a resale in some cases. And in some markets, that's even, you know, it's actually much cheaper to new build purchase than it is to purchase a resale. And so there's some markets right now that are actually outpacing, you know, their 2019 pre-pandemic and even 2021 rate of new build sales on the average sales rate per community in their city. You know, a couple of cities that are outpacing that right now are Raleigh, you're looking to Charlotte, Dallas, um, Indianapolis, um, I think Austin's on here as well, and then Seattle. And then there's some there's some other cities 
cities that are just right there. They're not too far behind as well. You know, Orlando, Jacksonville, um, you take a look at San Antonio, you know, and, uh, and even um, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's real close. And and what you're seeing is that because the lack of inventory in all of these markets that I just described, the builders are reaping the benefit of that. And so what I find interesting about that is another thing the builders have a huge advantage on in this market right now is that builders can offer massive incentives in this market that you just don't see on resales. And what I mean by that is We've seen some cases where builders are offering $50,000 towards the interest rate, buying that rate down for the borrower to have a subsidized rate to afford the, the basically afford the property in one case, and in some cases have the payment they desire uh, for their household budget. You can't do that on a resale. Well, let me back up. You can do it on a resale. You just don't see it as much because that is a huge uh, amount of money to give in a transaction. So you're starting to see that with with builders kind of take control of that and have a huge advantage in this market that maybe they haven't always had. And I think as more inventory comes on the market, that advantage starts to deteriorate. And then traditionally speaking, the price per square foot for a builder has always been higher than a resale. I mean, that's just, that's always been the case. I mean, the cost to build new has always been higher than the cost on a resale. Well, in this market where there's limited inventory, we're seeing a very dysfunctional market to where the cost of resales per square foot is actually higher than a new build. And that shouldn't be the case. That's not normally the case and it shouldn't be the case. Now that's different in some sub markets, but an overall average is what we're seeing there. And that's not normal. That's why you would refer to this as maybe a dysfunctional market. And that will correct itself. As more inventory comes on the market, you're going to see that problem start to fix itself. Not a problem. Let's back up. You're starting to see that conundrum fix itself. I don't really think that's a problem. I shouldn't say it that way because, I mean, you know, uh, the builders are the, the, the builders are actually reaping the benefit of this. That's not a problem. That's just a competitive advantage, you know, in this market that maybe we just haven't seen before. But, you know, I'll say this as, um, as we kind of move into the, the rest of the show here. You know, one of the things that I noticed, and I'm looking for a graph here that I had found recently this morning here that I thought was really good. There was a... Um, there, there was, uh, I believe this is it, I'm pulling it up right here. Yeah, there, there was a, uh, a person over at Zonda, uh, chief economist, uh, I believe Ali Wolf, had basically shown where 2024 and 2025, the amount of homeowners that have, uh, going back to that 1% of transition, uh, of, of transition home, the amount of homeowners that are sitting there wanting to move, they conducted a survey, wanting to move, but just the price isn't right of the interest rate right now is at an all-time high. And so the pent-up demand that's being driven in the background between buyers that are looking to buy a home and homeowners that own a home that want to move is probably the highest we've ever seen on history in the United States. And I also heard a, uh, a Brian Buffini uh, mid-year review where Dave Stearns, who used to be the chief economist for Fannie Mae on there, had come out and said that in 2024, he forecasted that there'd be 500,000 more transactions in 2024 than in 2023, making 2024 one of the top three real estate years in America. And then he went on to say in 2025, there'll be 500,000 more transactions than there was in 2024, thus rivaling one of the top real estate years we'll ever see in the United States. That's pretty that's pretty uh, uh, powerful when you think about it, because for those of us that are in the business in 20 and 2021, that felt like the biggest years of real estate that we've seen in our careers. And to think that there's two more on the way 
Well, that's that's kind of a that's kind of takes your breath away because those were tough years in 2020 and 2021 for our industry. However, it should cause some pause if you're a potential buyer in the market to go wait a minute. Like we keep hearing over and over again from multiple outlets that there's a bubble, there's this, there's a crash, I'm buying at the height. And yet, wait a minute, we're hearing economists, multiple economists forecast that 24 and 25 are going to be some of the biggest real estate years we've seen in the history of the United States, and that there's this pent-up demand of current homeowners right now that want to move, they want to get out of their homes, and as soon as that rate comes down in the fives, that lock-in effect is going to be a non-issue. That is going to cause prices of homes to go up even more than what they are right now. And if I'm a buyer and I'm discouraged by the market now, I might want to think about, this is the time. This is the moment when I need to engage and start getting pre-approved, start searching for a home and realize the home that I'm buying today, this isn't my forever home, especially if I'm a first time home buyer, I'm going to buy. And then as that wave comes on, maybe I'm one of those people that experiences that upgrade move as well. Maybe I garner a good amount of appreciation during this time. I can sell my home and I can go buy another home of larger size or even keep this one, turn it to an investment property. There's multiple options there, but understanding that the investment is right here in front of you and that you have an opportunity to seize that and take advantage of it. And I think that there's just a lot of you know noise in the news right now that just wants you to think completely different than, than what, you know, the reality is whether no matter what market you're in. I mean, we just did a whole episode on the, the the debunking of the foreclosure wave and actually the statistics that go with it that came from an Adams research and their data and Black Knight's data analytics. But you know, let's look at the flip side of this coin. What if what if the inventory conundrum that we're seeing right now, the slump in sales, it isn't caused by the lock-in effect? Because, you know, it's easy to sit here and say, well, it's lock-in effect combined with higher interest rates combined with, you know, um, low inventory. But what if the lack of sales isn't caused by that at all? What if it's caused by, you know, just the reality that you people just don't want to move or more importantly that, you know, there's, there, there is some fear in the market and, and people are just saying, I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. What if it's something else, right? And I don't necessarily know what that is, but what if it's something else? And you start looking and there's an argument to be made that, hey, listen, months of inventory have actually been going up versus coming down. And I will argue that in sub-sub markets, that's different. Months of inventory has been coming down. But keep in mind, one of the major components of the formula for months of inventory are pending sales. So if pending sales are down, which we just talked for the last 10 minutes of why pending sales are down, of course, months of inventory are going to go up. And I want to kind of paint the picture of months of inventory is a very... Um, it can be a very misleading statistic because months of inventory going up doesn't mean new listings are coming on. It just means the months that of current inventory are going up, but that's because pending sales may be coming down. And pending sales could be coming down because of what I just took the last 10 minutes describing. So it is kind of a misleading uh, indication of the market, but doesn't necessarily paint the, the ideal picture of what's going on. That's where your pending sales are going to come in. That paints more of a clearer picture of what's going on. And it's more important to pay attention to that than ever before. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, 
or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. So depending what market you're in, you know, some things to take a look at on here would be, hey, can I buy a resale right now at a reasonable price that makes sense to where maybe a year, 18 months from now, two years from now, I can take advantage of those 2024, 2025 trends, or do I look at doing a new build? And with the new build, applying the same logic, can I get the success of 2024, 2025, ramp up on that, sell that, keep it and move on to another property. All of those options are absolutely um, on the table and something that you should take a, you know, consideration when you're doing this because at the end of the day, there, you know, we hear from people all the time, like, hey, I just, you know, I feel like I'm being priced out of the market, or I feel like there's not an opportunity. And if you've listened to our July lending update, if you've listened to the June lending update, Daniel Halverson does a wonderful job of explaining multiple opportunities that are out there and how to take advantage of that in different formats, no matter what phase of life you're in. And I think this is something you should highly consider because if you look at most wealth building, it starts through real estate. And if you're sitting on the sidelines, continuing to wait for that perfect moment, it may cost you thousands of dollars that you missed if you just jumped in the game and got in there right now. So I would definitely first step consult with a real estate agent in your local market, consult with a lender in your local market and find out what you're pre-approved for and get in the game. It's a great opportunity to do it now. And listen, everybody keeps saying it's going to crash. You've heard from multiple times, multiple outlets, multiple things. This is, this is, this can't continue. The reality is you have to have demand in order for a product to sell. And if there's not enough of that product, the demand is going to drive the price point up. It's an, it's an age-old economic tell of time. So don't buy into the news. Buy into the real estate and take advantage of that. Guys, if you like what you're hearing, please five-star review this podcast. Please share it. Go to Apple. Give us a five-star review. Leave some comments. Go to Spotify. Leave us some comments. Go to Amazon, Google Podcasts as well. And then check us out on our YouTube channel at What's Your One More with the number one. And follow us on our socials at What's Your One More. Till then, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah